Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey friends, Andre here and this is Tennis and Bigos podcast. And as I promised, I was going to do, well, I am doing the, well, my one bite piece of uh, Wimbledon preview whatever you, you name it it's not going to be a full-on draw preview because owen and bunch has already have already done this you can check out the episodes they have done one for the men and the women you can just go and listen to those right now if you want to get like a little bit more context you can just go and listen to those right now but right right now what i'm actually doing um is just recording like a little bit of a bite-sized piece of a you know, what I think is going to happen, like my overall comments on Wimbledon. And yeah, that's about it for me. No drop review. I'm just going to call winners and whatever I would like to happen. This is just about the theme of this one. And boy, it's been a long time since I've done this by myself. I don't actually even remember. I think it's probably sometime in August or September. Um, and then Vansh joined me. Uh, and then Owen joined me. And it's been pretty pretty much a joy. Uh, it's really fun to have those two around. Um, but hey, this is uh, a note for old times. Um, nostalgia for me. Probably lots of you haven't even been listening since uh, the times that I was doing it by myself. Don't actually go and listen to those episodes. They're not very good. Um, but yeah, listen to this one though. I am feeling much more comfortable than I was a year ago. So here we go. Well, as you've heard so many times already, uh, Djokovic is definitely the big, big favorite for, to win Wimbledon. I really don't see anyone else actually coming and challenging him. Um, I really feel like this is going to be his lamp to lose. Uh, however, uh, there's a little bit of pressure right now. He's not like he was in, in Roland Garros. He was not the favorite to win the title. He was one of the favorite, probably the second best favorite, as in the semifinals, as we call it, the de facto final, even though the final actually went to five sets. It was pretty decent but the uh, Djokovic Nadal semifinal was you know what it was but I don't have to explain that back to you so um 
in any case, he does definitely has the best chances to win, but I do think that maybe some pressure could add up to him. Maybe the pressure of um, winning his first channel slam um, ever. He's never won Roland Garros and Wimbledon in the same season. Um, and also, you would mean that he would be only one slam away the US Open. His least successful slam, actually, behind Roland Garros, but like US Open is surprisingly unsuccessful for Novak. Um, but yeah, like he would be just one slam away from actually completing the career, not the career, but the calendar Grand Slam and being the second man uh, in the open era to do so. Um, Rod Laver, of course, has famously done so in 1960, uh, 68. Yeah, 69, he won only Wimbledon. But yeah, he did also in 1962, but that was pre-open era. So, well, it doesn't count for the open era, but it counts overall. Um, but in any case, um, that is the only thing that I find could happen. Maybe he could be upset at some point uh, before the final at the semis suppose like maybe like a quarterfinal or fourth round exit would be possible would be in the cards that his draw looks um pretty comfortable in to be honest uh so yeah i feel like this is those chances are not very high but i feel like this if if it were to happen i think we could see some pressure from djokovic in the earlier rounds as era what i want to see happening i actually feel like i really would love to see roger winning and that's just because I feel like this is pretty much his last um, chance at winning his lamb. Not that I think he has much of a chance of winning it. Uh, he hasn't really shown much uh, of a great form in the past few weeks. Has played like seven matches the whole year. Um, only got to win back-to-back matches in Roland Garros. And then didn't repeat the feat in Halle where he's never failed to reach the quarterfinals before, you know, two weeks ago. So, yeah, I feel like it would be kind of like a Cinderella story, Cinderella run, if he were to actually make it to the title. He would possibly have to face Djokovic again in the final. Um, but yeah, if he doesn't go all the way to the final or does, doesn't go all the way to winning, I definitely would like to see Medvedev making it to the final again. I just feel like there is a need for a player who's constantly up up there and like challenging those guys much more much like Djokovic and Murray were doing like back in 2007 and 8 when they were just like reaching those uh later state later stages in tournaments and you know losing more, more often than not but also uh you know being there and being present and making making a match out of it I feel like Medvedev is in a great position to do so and I think it'll be really interesting if uh Medvedev made it to the final so that's about it for my thoughts on the men's um men's draw again if you want to listen to a full preview on that one you can um tune in back to the Vunch and Owen episode that they just did um like part one Wimbledon is back something like that I I named it but I don't really remember the name uh I'm doing this pretty quickly <laughs> as you can tell um but yeah like it's it's this is it this is this is, if you want to retain anything from this episode from this part of the episode is Djokovic has the best chance. I would like Federer to win. If not, I want Medvedev to reach the final. Then I don't necessarily have any preferences between Medvedev and Djokovic on winning this tournament. Now, when it comes to the women's draw, um, my guess is that I would say Kvitova will be the champion again. She's a twice, she's a two-time champion, um, and I'm pretty sure she's never been number one, which is outrageous to think um, to think about that. I think. She would totally deserve if she managed to make it uh, up to the top of the rankings again. I think she will be the champion. Um, and it could be Barty too. I have this idea that maybe Barty could find 
some form and you know um, display some of the the good tennis that she's been playing all season. Unfortunately, she wasn't exactly like at the healthiest um, point of her career uh, of the season um, during the clay season. She had to retire, I think, in Roland Garros. Um, either she retired or she withdrew, something like that. I cannot exactly remember. But point is, she isn't, um, you know, at the healthiest right now. So it depends on, on how she's feeling. But I even when Barty is fully healthy, um, if Kvitova is fully healthy also and playing, you know, to her best and confident, I don't know exactly what would happen. I feel like Kvitova has more of a game, has more experience at Wimbledon. I feel like this would be a good slam for her to win. Um, I feel like this is sort of what's going to happen. It would be a really good final too, like Kvitova versus Barty would be really interesting. Um, of course, you can never forget Serena Williams. She hasn't really showed much of any form in any slam, in any any tournament really um, for a while. So it's it's hard to say that she's just going to be resurgent um, and just string in like seven matches in a row and, and win, you know. Um, she can get really down on herself and frustrated. That's not exactly something that stopped her from winning before. But, you know, um, when you're not playing at your best and you're not really, like, um, feeling it, it, it can be tough, right? So I feel like Serena Williams will have a hard time. If she can find herself back in the semifinals or if, or the final again, um, you know, getting some good matches and good form and, like, maybe um, finding her serves, I feel like it could it could be hers to win, right? She's Serena Williams. She has 123 um, Grand Slams seven times at Wimbledon. You know, you can never really just say Serena Williams is, is not going to win it, um, especially because it's not like she's uh, playing horribly right now. She's not, you know, at any stage in her career where she is um, just on the verge of retirement. But she's also not necessarily like the best, um, the most, the key player to win majors, you know, the favorite for every major that she enters anymore. So that's my feeling about it, my overall feeling about the favorites. Um, and in terms of the whole thing, again, I'm not going to do a full drop review. Check out the women's drop review that Owen and Vonch did, just an episode before this one. And um, what I actually think about this uh, women's tournament in particular is that um, contrary to... Um, the other tournaments, the other Grand Slams, where, you know, there seem to be at least like 30 players who could win it. For Wimbledon, it just feels like nobody's really um, there to win it. Like nobody's really the favorite. No one has really shown uh, an extremely great form in the grass season and in the rest of the season um, to show any form that like would mean that they could win Wimbledon. Like grass is still a surface that um, it's different enough that players will feel like uh, the bounce and the movement and will not necessarily feel at their best. It's some, and some days could be costly if you just can't find your rhythm. Um, and of course, I don't have to say it again, Wimbledon did not take place last year. So a lot of players that are actually playing well this year and last year, they just never got a chance to you know step on the grass and play on, on the grass slam. You know, maybe... One player that I, that comes to my mind that has this experience would be Coco Goff. So who knows? Maybe she can um, find herself in a great position since she seems to be one of the youngsters with the most experience on grass right now, which is crazy because she's only 17. Um, so yeah, and so that's essentially what I got for the women's tournament. Um, do you disagree with me? Do you think that somebody's a clear favorite, or you have like a selection of like maybe five to six players? 
that could potentially challenge for the title um, and, you know, information to back that off, like um, something that I've missed. Of course, I know that Kvitova and Kerber played really well um, this past week, but, you know, Kvitova and Kerber have not been playing extremely well for a while. So it's it's tough to say when they, that they're just going to hit their best form. Um, of course, Kvitova, I'm, I'm saying that she's going to win because, I mean, I think she just has a, a game that is perfectly suited for grass and she just may feel her best. But at the same time, I feel like this one is, is more of a, a matter of like who can keep it, who can keep it together for seven matches rather than um, who can, you know, be the actual best. I feel like it's, it's going to be a lot of a stumbling uh, up until the latter stages of the tournament. And I won't be surprised if for surprise if we see lots of upsets in the women's draw, especially. Um, so yeah, those are my thoughts um, on Wimbledon draw. Once again, go listen to the episodes of the full draw uh, preview that Owen and Vansh did. Um, and uh, yeah, let us know on Twitter if you agree with us. Uh, my Twitter my Twitter handle is at Rollenberg Andre. Vansh's is Vansh at Vansh V2K and Owen is at Tennis Nation. Um, the podcast is at Tennis and Bagels. Uh, and yeah, we, we are on Twitter virtually all day long. So, you know, send us something like let's uh, let's chat about it and uh, tell us why do you agree with me and with them and or why not. And uh, that will be about it. So thanks for listening to this bite-sized piece of uh, Tennis and Bagels episode and uh, have a great tournament, I guess. Uh, enjoy and have a great summer as well if you're in the Northern Hemisphere. See ya.